From Vintage City Church in Fort Collins, Colorado, it's the Vintage Podcast. Romans chapter 8 this morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to it. Uh, Romans chapter 8, I'm going to start in verse 18. And I'm going to read a pretty healthy chunk of scripture. Um, And Paul is writing this teaching here that he kind of has. And if you know Paul, he uses big words, long sentences. He tends to repeat himself a lot. Um, And so we're going to read through it. But he chunks this teaching up into three little parts here. And we're going to walk through them today. He's going to talk about creation. He's going to talk about people, you and I, believers, and then he's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, I could stay on the creation section all day. I love it. I love dreaming and talking about it. Um, But Paul is going to use uh, the same word in all three sections. And the word that Paul uses uh, is groaning. And the Greek word for groaning is pronounced stenazo. Everybody say stenazo. Okay, job. This is fun. Okay, uh, sinazo is, uh, means groaning in the Greek. I'm going to read to you this definition. Uh, that way, when we see it in the text, you guys can really grasp what Paul is saying here. So let's read this. Uh, stenazo, which means groaning or to groan because of the pressure being exerted forward, like the forward pressure of childbirth, figuratively to feel pressure from what is coming on, which can be intensely pleasant or anguishing, depending on the context. Uh, over the last few years, I, I, I was, got married a few years ago. Uh, my wife and I have a 13-month-old baby girl. Her name's Estella. She's awesome. Uh, some of you may know her. Uh, and my wife is currently pregnant again. Uh, we have, yeah, you can share. That's cool. It's a good thing. Uh, we have a joke, my wife and I, that ever since we've been married, she's just been pregnant. Um, and so that's what we're walking through. Uh, she's actually due any day now. They're going to be like 13 months apart. Uh, she's been in early labor for like the last week. So she's been experiencing contractions and this whole thing. And so this, this really hits home for me. This speaks to me really loudly when I hear uh, like childbirth and contractions and groaning because I've watched my wife walk through this over the last few years and about to walk through it um, again. And so Paul's going to talk about this in Romans chapter 8. He's going to kind of parallel and compare different situations in our life and groaning and what that means. And I want to see if we can pull some things out and actually apply it to our lives for today and tomorrow. Is that cool with you guys? You good with that? Okay. Um, So Romans chapter 8, I'm going to be in verse 18. And Paul kind of sets up the three sections that he's going to be through with verse 18. And this is what it reads. He says, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Hmm. So Paul is saying, hey, whatever you've walked through, whatever you're currently walking through, whatever you're going to walk through, it's actually not going to seem like that huge of a thing at the end because God has something so much more. That's what Paul is saying. Uh, Don't read this verse to your wife while she's having contractions in labor. I tried it. It does not work. Uh, Just let her kind of do her thing. Um, Yeah, it doesn't work. I promise you. Don't be like, babe, like whatever contractions you're going through, like at the end, it's fine. Yeah, she she didn't like that. Um, But that's how Paul sets up these three sections that he's going to walk us through. And we're going to talk about creation. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And then I kind of want to sit on that believer's section and, and see if we can pull some things uh, uh, through it. So let me pray really quick, and then we'll jump, uh, we'll jump in the scripture. Will you pray with me? Jesus, 
We just ask that your face would be revealed. You're so welcome here. We're so thankful for you. What a gift that we can open scripture freely here. We can talk about it. We can proclaim your name. Would you be glorified in this place this morning? If you agree with me, would you just say amen? Okay, creation, verse 19. This is what Paul says, Romans chapter 8. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Uh, This phrase, standing on tiptoe, the Greek word used here means intense anticipation or anxiously anticipating what is about to happen. And the picture that we get with the Greek language is an outstretched neck. So think about this for a second. This morning, Horsetooth Mountain in Fort Collins, Colorado, is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God through you and through me. Let me try this side. That's huge. Think about this. Horsetooth Mountain this morning is standing on tiptoe with an outstretched neck, waiting to see God encounter you and me, waiting for us to embrace God. What? That is insane. I would, I promise you, if we could just talk about creation this entire time, I would love to. I'm a dreamer. I'm a feeler. I love, like, I love thinking like the what if, like back in the beginning, what was creation like? We're not going to do that. We'll keep going. But man, it's beautiful. Okay, verse 20. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now... With eager expectation. I love this phrase, but now. I think in the creation portion that we're in, but now is probably one of the most important things that Paul said. See, but now means something was old and something is now new. But now points to the cross. It says, but now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children when they are glorified. I'd love to submit this morning that because of this but now, because of what Jesus did on the cross, the entire posture and attitude of even creation has completely changed. What do you mean? Think about this. In the beginning, Genesis, God breathes out creation. There's a perfect sound. Sin has not entered the world. Who knows what it, li- what it was like? That's the what if, right? But this perfect sound, then he makes humans. We're thrown into the mix, We put a glitch in the system, and the posture of creation is slavery to decay, empty futility. Another word is purposeless. Creation felt like it did not have a purpose because of what happened. And then Paul says, but now, with eager expectation, with an outstretched neck, creation is longing for you and for me to encounter God. I mean, that, that's enough for me. Like, I, we could just be done, and I'm like, what? Guys, think about that. Next time you see horse tooth, you might, like, think differently. Like, what? Creation is experiencing a groan. That's how he ends it in this creation section. Verse 22, let's read. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation, as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. My goodness, I, I, I cannot believe as a young person that gets to chase after the Lord that creation is groaning and their neck is stretched outwards for you and for me. I, I just can't believe it. Uh, I'm going to leave us with this thought in here. 
and then we'll, we'll move on. Think about this. The Bible says that you and I were created in the image and likeness of God. You and I are the only part of creation that has been given full opportunity to respond to God today and to encounter him. The rest of creation is still waiting. What? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I know I'm passionate. I love this. I can't believe that this is real. Create horse tooth is groaning, waiting for you and I to step into what God has for us. I'm sorry. This, I just, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Okay, let's keep moving. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to jump to verse 26, and then we'll come back up. We'll talk about believers. I was in verse 22. I'm going to go down to verse 26. This is what it reads. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times, we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. You guys, it gets better. Like this is insane. Emotional sighs too deep for words. That's the groaning part. That's stenazo. That's where we get the Holy Spirit groaning. And could it be that the Holy Spirit is actually modeling for you and for me what it looks like to have conversation and prayer with the Father. Think about that for a second. He's pleading to the Father on our behalf, and Paul can't even write the words because they're so deep. So this morning, 4 a.m., building's empty, the lights are off, right? No one's in the building, but the Holy Spirit is walking around, looking out chairs, crying out your name on your behalf, groaning to the Father, like if only today they would fully see your face. God, if only today, please, Lord, let them see. Like he's groaning to the Father with words that are too deep for you and for me. So it's not just creation. We talked about creation. It's groaning as if it were in childbirth, okay? The Holy Spirit is groaning on our behalf. And it seems as if he's, he's almost showing us this way that we get to communicate to the Father. And this is where Paul is going to bring us. Let's go back up. We're going to talk about believers. Verse 23. Are you guys still with me? Are you good? Are we tracking? Okay, sweet. Uh, verse 23. And it's, it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. Can I just say that's really good news? Like if you're in here and you've, what is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience. If you've encountered that before, that is just a glimpse of what God fully has for us. And because of that, we are inwardly groaning. It's good news. I, it would be easy for us to, to talk about things that we can passionately long for. I like to dream. I like to think about the future. I love that. But I want to highlight this inward groan that Paul talks about here. Let's keep reading. Verse 24. For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? Verse 25. So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen... We patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. 
So Paul is saying this inward groaning that we're experiencing is actually the hope of our salvation. And then he seems to teach us or remind us what hope means. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. I wonder though, I wonder if this inward groan that Paul is talking about is actually only intended to be directed towards the Father. But far too often, and my hand is the highest, I think we direct it towards other people. I mean, what if, so what if the Lord has designed this special covering for you to communicate with him? It's this inward groan, this prayer, and we choose to direct it towards other people instead of him. I do it all the time. Look at the story of the Israelites. What happened every time they were presented with a situation that they walked through or they didn't understand or that they disagreed with? They bickered and they groaned and they mumbled towards one another. But what did Moses do every time? You always see him breaking away. And what if he's actually experiencing this inward groan, this communication towards the Father? I think he was. And I think he was only designed for you and the Lord. I had this terrifying thought this morning after first service. What if my daughter grew up and she got all these dreams and all these, pro like all these things that were tough that she walked through? And what if she went to her friends and shared with them everything and she never told me? What? I do that to God all of the time. I mean, how many times do I walk through situations in life that are really tough or that I disagree with, and then I go and tell somebody, like, man, I can't believe this. This is crazy. Or how many times do I get in an argument with my wife, and I go and share it with other people? What if this inward groan is actually been designed for you and I to have this thing with the Lord that no one else gets to be a part of? It's only for you and him, and it's prayer and conversation. I think that's a huge gift, if I'm honest with you. In my mind, I can justify. I think that it would it'd be almost like more right if the Lord said, hey, in tough situations, I'm going to tie your hands behind your back, and I'm going to see, I, I don't want you to say a word through this situation. I want to see if you're faithful to me. I want to see if you trust me. That, I, that makes sense to me. But the Lord is so gracious that he's saying, hey, creation is making a sound. They're groaning for you to encounter me. I myself am pleading to the Father, making a sound for you to experience the fullness of God. And I'm going to let you have this special covering where you can break away and inwardly groan towards the Father in communication and prayer. Wow. I wonder, I wonder what relationships would look like if we actually broke away from things when we were frustrated and had communication with the Father. I wonder what he would say about those things. So gracious, so good, so loving, so amazing. But far too often, I think we vent towards one another. See, the Israelites and Moses, I think they were experiencing the same thing. They needed a release. They needed to say something, and they both did. They both made a sound. The only difference is the Israelites directed it towards one another, and Moses broke away, and he was directing it upwards. I think that we have the greatest gift in the world. 
I've been super challenged over this last few years just watching my wife uh, walk through this process and seeing someone grow and seeing someone experience like this forward pressure. And I've been so challenged. The Lord has asked me, like, Trav, are you a person who when you're faced with like tough things, do you go and invent towards other people? Or do you, do you bring them to me? Because I've designed this awesome thing that I would love for you to experience with me. It's beautiful. I don't think anybody groans the same. I think we have different prayer with the Father, different communication, and it's awesome. I think that it's so special that we're allowed to bring him our things, bring him our junk, bring him stuff, and it turns into something beautiful. It's amazing. It's this inward groan that's designed for you and for him. That's my challenge to you, man. This week, Paul's clear. He starts it off. Any suffering we endure. He's, he's concluding that we will experience hard things in life. But I, I challenge you, when you walk through those things, instead of like groaning and venting and grumbling towards other people, what if we actually just stepped back and had intimacy and conversation and prayer with the Lord? I think that's what it's designed for. Stand with me. Let's pray. Would you just lift your hands out if you're comfortable? I just want to speak a blessing over to you as you go, go throughout this week. Jesus, thank you for the gift of intimacy and prayer and inward groaning. Lord, I just speak blessing over every single person in this room as they go through their week. God, would you fill them with something so new? When they see creation, would you allow them to think a little bit different? When they're in their day-to-day jobs, would you allow them to think differently? God, when anyone is faced with something that's maybe tough or maybe that they disagree with or even exciting, would you remind them that you've designed this amazing thing where we can inwardly groan and pray and communicate to you? God, we love you. Today is for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey, you guys have a great week. We love you. Thanks for listening. For more great content, please visit us on the web at VintageCityChurch.com.